Welcome to the Campus Women's Ministry Podcast. This ministry is devoted to producing women after God's own heart and interceding for the society around us. Listen as Prophetess Zipporah Crown shares insight into God's way. I pray this podcast ministers to you. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, and praise the Lord again. I'm glad to be here to share the word of God with you. Today we'll be looking at women. We'll be looking at what the Bible says about women. Gender issues have been with us for a long time. And especially concerning women, their roles and their status in society. Today we want to look at what the Bible says about the woman. We'll be answering four questions. I believe these questions form the background to most things that people believe about women. The things, the thoughts that have shaped culture and traditional beliefs and practices concerning women. There are four questions and these four questions are, the first question is, about the creation of the woman. That is, why did God not create the woman at the same time as the man? Why did God create the woman after the man? Because at the very beginning, Genesis 1:20 says, when God was talking about creating human beings, he said them. He said, let us make man in our own image after our likeness and let them have dominion. So right from the inception, God made us understand that mankind would be them, a male and a female. So, but when you look at the narrative in Genesis 2, God did not create them all at the same time. He made the man first, then later on he created the woman. And this process has caused a lot of confusion I want to see why God did this and what is the prophetic significance of this. So we'll start at Genesis chapter 2. We are looking at verse 20. Genesis 2, 7. Genesis 2, 7. The Bible says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Then we jump to verse 18. And the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him an helper meet for him. Then we proceed through to the end of the, the chapter 2. I'll read all of it. Verse 18. And the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I'll make him and help meet for him. 19. And out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. And Adam gave names to all cattle 
and to the fowl of the air and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found unhealthy meat for him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Verse 24 note that therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh 25 concludes by saying and they were both naked the man and his wife and were not ashamed amen so we see that god said in genesis 1:26, i will make mankind i will make them and they will have dominion but then we come to chapter 2 God makes the male first and then he puts the male into a deep sleep he now takes material from the male's body and creates the woman from what he took out of the man amen so why did God do this that's the first question we want to find out and the next question we want to look at is Why did he take material from the man's body to create the woman? The account tells us that God took part of the man's side or one of his ribs and used that material to create the woman. So why did God do that? Why didn't God create the woman too from the dust of the ground? Why did he take material from the male's body to create the female? That's the second question. Then the third question we want to look at is, the Bible says he took the material from the side. So we ask him, why from the side and not from any other part of his body? It could not be that it's only the side that has plenty bones that you can spare. So why from the side? Whatever God did, they all had issues. They all had significance prophetic significance and that's what we want to know and then we want to also look at the question of why was the woman the one tempted we are told in genesis chapter 3 that satan went to the garden and he approached the woman as a serpent of course and approached the woman and engaged her in conversation and we all know the outcome that this led to the fall of the human race so we want we asking ourselves why did the devil go to the woman and not to the man so these are questions that when we try to answer in answering these questions you realize i would have covered almost everything that is a controversy or that are issues about women and i believe that these four questions form the bedrock of almost any cultural or traditional beliefs and practices and perception of women so today that's what we'll be looking we'll start with the first question why did God create the woman after the man 
and not at the same time and then why was she created from material from the man's body then why was the material taken from the side and not from any other part of the man's body we'll look at the temptation of the woman why did satan approach the woman to tempt her and not the man praise the lord so we begin with our first question why was the woman created after the man and not at the same time as the man now to answer this we need to look at the significance what each one symbolized or represented we know from the scriptures that the man adam he was a type of Christ hallelujah we know this from the book of Romans one of the places is in the book of Romans Romans the book of Romans we look at chapter number five chapter five Romans five Romans chapter 5, yes, and the verse 12. Romans 5:12 says, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. For until the law sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed where there is no law. Verse 14 is where we are anchored. And nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression. Who is the figure of him that was to come? So here's one place we find that Adam was typical or was a foreshadowing of the Christ, who is a figure of him that is to come. When you go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15 to 1 Corinthians 15, the Bible talks about two Adams, the first Adam being Christ, the first Adam, sorry, being Adam that was formed in the garden, Eve's husband, and the second or last Adam being Christ. So Adam is typical, or he was representative of the Christ in the creation account. Now, if Adam was a type of Christ, then we want to find out who, if you have Adam a type of Christ and God says he's creating male and female if the male is typical of Christ and there, there are two a male and a female who do you think should be created first I think Colossians will help us answer this question we are piecing scriptures together here a little, there a little to answer this question it's important that we get it right. Colossians chapter number 1. 
Colossians 1. Here, let's look at what the Bible says from verse, starting at verse 15. So we are talking about Christ. It says, who is the image of the invisible God? Take note, the firstborn of every creature. So if Christ is the firstborn of every creature, and you are creating two people, and one of them depicts the Christ, then that becomes the firstborn, because Christ is the firstborn of every creature. Hallelujah. Verse 17 of Colossians 1, it says, And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. So here again, Christ has to be before all things. So the one who is a type of the Christ has to be before any other. That's a second reason why the man should be created first. If he is a foreshadowing of the Christ, then he must have... He must be the firstborn of every creature. And in verse 17, he must be before all things. Let's read on. Hallelujah. We jump to... Let's read on. And having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself, by him I say, whether they be things in earth or heaven. And... And you who have sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now has he reconciled. I think I jumped verse 18. That's the very verse I'm looking at. Verse 17 said he is before all things. So we say that Christ has to be before. The one who comes to depict Christ has to be before all things. And we know from Romans chapter 5 verse 14 that Adam was a type of the Christ. Amen. Verse 18 says, and he is the head of the body. And we know that the concept of the man being the head and the woman being the body is a very, it's a well-established Christian concept. So we don't need to believe that. He is the head of the body, the church. Even in natural birth, I think the head comes out first before the body. The head enters the birth canal and comes out first before the body. So he is the head of the body. In the literal sense, the head is born first. Who is the beginning? So the head is the beginning. The firstborn from the dead. That in all things he might have the preeminence. So in everything, the Christ ought to have the preeminence. It is God's structure that Christ ought to have preeminence in all things. And in this sense, if Adam is the picture or the foreshadowing of the Christ, then it is just right that it, very obvious that then the man ought to be created first. So according to this order, don't tell me this is New Testament and the creation account is the beginning of the Old Testament. We are talking about the Word of God. The Bible is one word. The Bible says all scripture is inspired of God and is profitable for teaching instruction. So the Word of God, it said we cannot do anything against the truth, but only for the truth. God's Word is one. He says, 
the psalmist says the sum of God's word is truth the sum of thy word is true so it's when we put all the word together that we have truth amen so it doesn't matter whether it's old testament or new testament the word of God stands it's valid it's sure and it has authority amen so Adam we know from Romans 5 14 that the man Adam was a type of him that is to come then from 1st Corinthians 15 we know the one who was supposed to come the second Adam which is Christ and now we want to find out why was the man created first and we realize that if the man is typical of Christ if he's a symbol of Christ if he's representative of the Christ his coming his creation then there are things that have been said about Christ which you looked at from Colossians chapter 1 verse 17 says the Christ has to be before all things he has to be before all things verse 18 says he is the head of the body and then the, it also says that in all things Christ ought to have the preeminence so if God is creating two people to form mankind too and the male is supposed to be a type of the Christ then it is just natural it is just logical that the male ought to be created first so this is the biblical reason for the creation of the man first the Adam because he was a type of he that is to come if you are interested in studying more on this you can go to Ephesians 5. Paul from the verse 22, Paul says, he's talking to women, the wife, he instructs the husband. And then he makes a very interesting statement. He says, I'm talking about a man and his wife, but in reality, I'm also talking about Christ and the church. Amen. So Christ, Adam and Christ are mentioned in the same breath. And we know that Christ took over the office of Adam because he's the second Adam. If you look at the creation process, God put the man into a deep sleep, which can be symbolic of death. Because when Lazarus was dead, Jesus said, Lazarus is asleep and I go to wake him up. When he went to raise the damsel, he said, stop making all this fuss. She's not dead, she's asleep. So if Adam was put into a deep Adam was put into the deep sleep of death a deep sleep it can also be symbolic of death amen so you see that even Christ died on the cross his side was pierced and the church was born in the same way to purchase the humankind in the same way Adam was put into the deep sleep his side was pierced God took material from there to create the woman so in creating God was looking at the blueprint of the Christ and the church when we read the Bible we realize that is what was happening so in creating Adam represented Christ was a type of the Christ and so he ought 
to come first since Christ is before all things and Christ ought to have he should be the firstborn of all things creation and he should have preeminence in all things amen so the man was created first to symbolize his office as representing or typical of the Christ amen so that is why the woman was created after the man it is not to show pedigree because they are both mankind because God said mankind will be made up of male and female one of the worst things we can do is to immediately say oh then it means the man is superior to the woman the Bible does not tell us so they may vary in function and authority in certain things but the man is no more human than the woman they are both God's image they are both God's likeness thank you for listening to this message journey with us read our daily posts and connect with us on our other social media platforms as we study God's word and get to know his perspective on human issues until next time stay blessed Precious than silver, precious than gold, precious than silver.